And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo back again this week to kick off our weekly sports podcast episodes. How's everybody's week going so far? I mean, I'm hoping all you guys are doing well. Uh, my week's going pretty pretty quick. Tomorrow's almost Friday already. Um, by the time you listen to this, it will be Friday. So, uh, lots, to, uh, lots to talk about today. And um, before we jump right into it, head over to uh, Twitter. Our Twitter account is ST Sports Podcast. Follow us there. Head over to Facebook. Like and share our page. Uh, our YouTube channel, subscribe to them. I got to get the videos uh, up dated, I guess if you want to call it that. I'm about like one or two behind. Um, I'm hoping to find like get a get on a schedule or something like that that I can keep the the videos up to date for you guys so you're not too far behind us. But uh, also head over to um, well when you do go over to our Twitter account, uh, I have the the Teespring uh, website there for our, our t-shirts if you want to buy some there, or uh, if you go over to uh, BellyUpSports.com. We actually have some t-shirts over there on our partner uh, design tree. So either one, um, both are very nice looking t-shirts, hoodies, and and different type of uh, merchandise you guys could buy. Real quick, I do want to give a a thanks to uh, Mike from Belly Up Sports. Uh, He had me and Jack O'Hara from The O Show on a Belly Up Sound Off live on Twitter on, uh, I think it was Tuesday night. It was pretty fun. I'm hoping to uh, do it again with them and maybe one day have Mike on our show here as as well. Um, he's a big Lions fan, so it would definitely be some good uh, conversation, especially with the Eagles playing not that well. <laughs> so big news today in uh, Philadelphia, since I'm talking about the Eagles, Philadelphia area. The Philadelphia Phillies have signed Joe Girardi to a three-year deal with a team option for, uh, I believe it was 2023. Um, yeah, for 2023. Um, I like this signing. Uh, I'm, uh, I am just curious to see, though, is he going to be able to handle Bryce Harper with how eccentric, not necessarily hot-headed, but eccentric he is. Um, I mean, when... Girardi was with the Yankees. The big name that he had there for a couple years was Jeter before Jeter retired. And the one thing I do like about what he should bring to the Phillies is he had some good pitching staff there in New York. And that's been the Phillies' Achilles heel the past few years. Um, You know, they bring Bryce Harper in this past offseason for a what 10 or 13 year contract um and even before they brought him in they had some good young hitters and it was just the pitching they couldn't figure it out so it it will be curious and interesting to see i mean he he should be able to do better than 81 and 81 that the the phillies did this past year um gabe kapler you know was fired after two years I know talking to shoulders, uh, I think it was two episodes ago, because last week I was actually on vacation um, as well as shoulders, so that's why we didn't have a show. But he felt that the Phillies didn't give him enough time um, to 
to try to bring a championship back here. But you know, just to just to, to show you what Girardi brings to the table here. Like I said, he has a, a World Series with the Yankees, which in turn he beat the Phillies that year for the the World Series. Um, you know, multiple division champ. He won, like I said, he won the World Series in 2009, and uh, his overall record is 9-10 and 7-10, which for that long is pretty good. Uh, so hopefully, like I said, it will help bring uh, a World Series back to the Phillies. It's been a long time coming. They haven't had a, a winning season since like 2011, I think it was. Um, and this was the closest they've they've gotten to uh, that this past year with high expectations going into the season just didn't work out. Now I, I don't know if you guys watched any of the Oklahoma um, West Virginia game this past Saturday, but uh, a lucky, like an unfortunate but lucky incident happened with Oklahoma's Sooner Schooner. So, in case you missed it, Oklahoma scored a touchdown, or got a score, and after every score, they, they have uh, two horses, Boomer and Sooner, I believe their um, names are, pull a wagon out like you would see on like Oregon Trail as like a celebration type thing. Well, unfortunately, Boomer and Sooner said, no, we're not going to run as far out, and took a sharp turn. Making the wagon flip over on its side, ejecting the two Oklahoma spirit people out onto the field. Luckily, no one was hurt. Horses were, were also fine. Uh, but the wagon is out of commission for the rest of the season. And it's been so damaged that they are trying to repair it, but we'll, we'll never ride again. And they're already in the process of building a new one, hopefully to have for the spring game next year. Now, I'm glad to hear that they're rebuilding a, a new one. Because I was afraid when I saw that with how we are nowadays, when there's one incident, oh, nope, we, we can't do it again. We got to stop doing it. I'm glad to hear that they're going to keep tradition going. Um, because this is th th this scoring tradition of bringing the wagon out has been going on since uh, 1964, and <clears throat> it's kind of interesting too that in 1980 it was classified as a mascot. So it's definitely definitely cool to see that they're going to keep with tradition and not no pun intended, steer away from using it. But I could say this because everybody was fine, but it was kind of funny watching it go, wee. <laughs> so, like I said in the beginning of the show, we definitely have a lot of NFL talk uh, today. Um, last week, Matthew Stafford, since I was talking about um, Mr. Mike Brown from Belly Up, being a Lions fan, Matt Stafford eclipsed 40,000 passing guards last week, um, and be, he, he was the fastest one to do it, ever. Uh, he did it in a 
47 career games. Now, when you think of Matthew Stafford, though, you know, you don't think of a top five like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, that's pretty impressive. 147 games to get 40,000 yards. He, he did it faster than uh, Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan was the original, well, the last uh, holder of this record. He did it in, I think it was like a... 150-some games. Um, Drew Brees was in there. Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, and Aaron Rodgers as well. Stafford also holds uh, some other stats here. He's number 21 on the all-time passing list, which that one jumped out to me surprising. I didn't think he was that far up on the passing list. Um, with Now, he's right behind Johnny Unitas, with uh, 40,239 yards and Joe Montana at 19 at uh, 40,551. So plenty of time. Um, he may pass Joe Montana within the next two, three games. Yeah, maybe four. No, maybe th- I'm going to say next three games. But here's the question I, I want to bring out to you since you know, I-, I brought up all those names and the records for passing yards. Is he a Hall of Famer? And if he is, how long does he wait till he goes in? Now, again, before I saw where he's at on the list and all that stuff, and did I think he's a Hall of Famer? You have to. You have to think. You have to give it to him. Um, definitely, I don't think he's definitely not a, a, a first-time ballot, but maybe... You know, at, at worst, fourth, you know, time, uh, fourth year ballot, whatever you want to call it. But after looking at this, I mean, you got to think second or third time around, he's got to be in there. And I wish voters would take into consideration the teams they played on. Take Calvin Johnson away. That was it. That, that was really... The big name, the only big name he really ever had on a team. And then, you know, Calvin retired, what, about three, four years ago? And he's still putting up some good yards, some some good numbers with Marvin Jones. Um, now, I know last year, uh, Galloway, or I forget how you say his name, but the, the young kid from last year came on strong for him. But there's no one really to really scare you as far as those receiving core. And then running game-wise, there was no one to really scare that defense to say, okay, you know, you got to worry about the run now too. So all they all they would do is play back and let the Lions try to beat them with the run, and they never could. So, yeah, I definitely think Stafford will be in the Hall of Fame someday. Definitely not the first ballot. I'm curious to see what you guys think. Maybe I'll put up the the poll uh, tomorrow after you guys get to listen to this and and see exactly what you guys think about Matthew Stafford. Um, and on top of that, I mean, just think about the injuries he played through last year with the what was it, the broken back or the 
It's a bad shoulder, but he's he's always banged up, but still shows up to work every day and competes. Um, on top of being the fastest, uh, one last little stat here. On top of being the fastest to hit 40,000 yards, he's the only quarterback to accomplish it under 150 games. And, you know, like like I said, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. And that's the thing, too. That, that's something else I want to add on to this, that he has to be a Hall of Famer at some point because when you think of Drew Brees, I mean, Dan Marino's already in there. Peyton uh, is in there. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in there. Four of the five, which Matt Ryan would be the fifth, four of those five guys are going to be Hall of Fame. And he did this feat quicker than those four. He's going to pass Joe Montana and Johnny Unitas, who's already in there. So I don't think it's a matter of will he get inducted. It's a matter of when. And I think it will be a second round type uh, going in there. You know, depending depending on who who he's up against his first year of being eligible. You know, say say if uh, he's going up against like Sam Bradford or um, Mark Sanchez, or who you know, the, the the scrubs. You know, he'll get in obviously just just off of that. But if he has people like Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees going up like that against them, eh, he might be waiting waiting another year. But so, like I said, I'll put I'll put a post up and uh, maybe I'll ask what round or what year do you think he would be going in to the Hall of Fame? Now, speaking of uh, Drew Brees, um. Came out this past week that he's uh, had strength back into his thumb. He's been rehabbing the past few weeks. Basically, seems like he's been on pace with the rehab uh, schedule that uh, the injury time that he that that was given. And he came out and said he hopes to start this weekend. Um, ultimately, it's going to be Sean Payton's um, decision. And he also came out and said he may wait till Sunday to name his starting quarterback against the Arizona Cardinals. I have an issue with this. But find out what my issue is when we come back from this quick break. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your good friend Jibbo from Stay Tuned Sports. Are you looking to get into writing or putting out podcasts to give your hot takes or your opinion about certain subjects of the major sports or even e-gaming? Well, head over to bellyupsports.com and send the guys a message to get some information about how you could join our family. I've been part of the Belly Up Sports family since February, and I'll tell you what. It's a, a bunch of great guys and gals help each other all out and don't judge each other about what we put out there. So if you're interested, head over to bailiopsports.com, send a message to the guys. We're looking for writers, editors, even podcasters. So again, that is bailiopsports.com. Head over there, message them, and even read some of our articles. 
So thanks, guys, for coming back after that quick little break there. So, you know, like the ad said, just head over to Belly Up Sports if you guys are looking to write or, or whatnot and send them a message. So I started to talk a little bit about my issue with um, Drew Brees possibly coming back a little too early. Since Brees has been out, Teddy Bridgewater came in as a backup and has been undefeated 5-0. I would say, I mean, you know, Drew Brees, like we just said, he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's his team. That's not Teddy Bridgewater's team. Why not, why not give Brees another week? Just get more strength in there. And on top of that, week nine is their bye. So now why not just get let, get, yeah, let Brees get healthy completely? You know, uh, Bridgewater's doing good. The team is finding ways to win. Michael Thomas, once again, is being dominant. You know, we he, there's no need to rush Breeze back. And, you know, Breeze's statement that, you know, that's always been the plan that once he could do what he's supposed to do with confidence, he'd come back. So, I mean, he knows this is his team. You need him for the playoffs. Why not get him 100% back? Um... Breeze also said that the the full timeline of being 100% healthy is normally three months for this type of injury. Obviously, three months would take you to January to the playoffs. I'm not saying let him sit out to that point. But I would ride this Teddy Bridgewater wagon till the wheels fall off. I mean, like I said, Michael Thomas dominating um i saw something i think he has like 70 catches on the year already i think the record for most catches in a year is what 120 130 so it's not even a halfway mark and he's already passed that that halfway mark so he he might be on a, a record year so i i don't see why sean payton unless maybe it's a a ploy of Sean Payton to, you know, wait till Sunday so Arizona doesn't game plan against Teddy Bridgewater, make them waste a little bit of time on Drew Brees. I mean, if it came to that point, I would even say have Drew Brees as your backup. You know, come out and say he, he's going to play. Don't say he starts. Send him out there as even a, a captain for the coin toss, and then when it's your time to go on offense, send Bridgewater out totally throw Arizona off kilter with that I just hope that they don't rush him out there Drew Brees too soon and then only to re-injure that hand and then be done for the year and then come playoffs you never know what's going to happen um, Bridgewater is not a Drew Brees he's not a Mark Sanchez, you know, he's, he's he's better than a backup, but... And he's he's even definitely a starter. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and I think he may be a free agent after this year, and this is only helping his free agency status of showing that he's back to being a start, starting quarterback like he was in Minnesota. 
he just needed that time to to heal that knee, get some confidence himself, and obviously it's it's showing with a a five and zero record going into week uh, seven against the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, their defense I don't think is as good as it used to be. They're going uh, the Saints are going up against. A rookie quarterback, which we all know how inconsistent they can be at times. So I, I do think that the, the Saints are going to win this. And if they do start Drew Brees and they start blowing out the Cardinals bad, I will yank Brees out as soon as I'm up by 20, 25 points. Just to give him a little, little rest, let that, that hand healed. Hey, you got him in there. You got him to knock the rust off. And then let Teddy Bridgewater clean up the the last of the game. So last week also, the my beloved Philadelphia Eagles once again failed against the Dallas Cowboys. Um... It was a bad game. It, it just all around was just a bad game. I ended up turning it off uh, about what was I like five or six minutes into the fourth quarter uh, when Carson went through that interception. I don't even know why he threw it. He threw into looked like it was like Zach Ertz uh, with three Dallas guys all over him, and I just knew it. You know. Dallas Goddard uh, had that fumble in the very beginning. That was... When that happened, I was like, oh oh boy. Dallas went right down, scored. Next possession, Dallas gets the ball back. Went right down and scored. And I have to apologize to my wife because when they scored that second touchdown in, what, five minutes, I picked up my phone, just start playing with it, looking at Twitter, just uh, all quiet. And... She looked over at me and asked me if I was okay, and I just I snapped. I know I know what's going on. I know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, I was just pissed. I mean, it's one thing to lose a game that way, but it's another thing to lose to the Cowboys. Come on, guys! And then our, our corners, our our, our uh, defensive line, our linebackers. You know, and this is the exact reason why I wanted Philly to resign Jordan Hicks. Yes, I know he was injury prone here, but when he did play, that defense was a little bit better. Bradham was out; that definitely hurt. He brings that physicalness to the defense. You know, Malcolm Jenkins as a leader could only do so much, and you know your corners are bad. When, and I said this on the Belly Up Sound Off Live on Twitter uh, last this past Tuesday, you know your, your corners are bad when you get excited that Jalen Mills is coming off the pup list to start. Just let that sink in for a second. He's not a starter. He's not, a, a, he's not even a, a top two guy on any defense in the league. And you're excited about him coming back to help this defense. One corner that I'm really, really disappointed in 
is Sidney Jones. I had him down as my breakout player this year. I, I wrote the I wrote an article um, in the off season. I, I think I did like my top three or top five Eagles to have a breakout season, and he was one of them. Um, Avante Maddox was another. Now, granted, Maddox had that scary neck injury a couple weeks ago that he's still recovering from. Um, Dallas Goddard I had also, and. So far, the only one that I was right about is Derek Barnett. I mean, he always seems like he's around that quarterback, but he's the only defensive lineman. You take away the Jets game and all those sacks, we are still playing like shit on that line. We're getting no pressure. And I partly blame the corners because the receivers are getting open so fast that the line has no time to get back there to pressure him, pressure the quarterbacks. It goes hand-in-hand. Hand. Yes, you need a good defensive line to get sacks, but you also need some good corners to cover to give your line some time to get back there when the offensive line is blocking good. And for all the Eagles fans that are saying, this is Carson Wentz's fault, we should trade him, or, man, we would be so much better with Nick Foles. Here's the, here's the thing about that statement right there, about the we'd be so much better with Nick Foles. No, we wouldn't because Nick Foles has been hurt since week one. How would he help our team on injury reserve? If we got rid of Wentz and kept Foles, right now, actually, since Nick Foles got hurt, we would have went through two or three quarterbacks. We would have started off with Josh McCown week one because Nate Sudfeld was hurt till about week three, week four. Then we would have went with Nate Sudfeld. That's a huge drop-off in talent between Wentz and those guys. So stop with the whole, we'd be better off with Nick Foles, or this is all Wentz's fault. Yes, I understand he's the quarterback, he's the face of the franchise, but this is a team sport. The blame gets passed around all around. And thank you, Chris Long, for speaking your mind of saying this is not his fault. The blame goes all around. The other issue, too, that I do have with, with my team is wide receivers. Shut up and play. Okay, we didn't get Jalen Ramsey. Move on. You know, and on top of that, be a man and say, yes, I said, uh, you know, uh, Wentz is the reason why we lost. Or Howie Roseman is, you know, didn't go hard enough to get Jalen Ramsey. Rumor is... Alshon Jeffrey is the one that came out and said that uh, was the anonymous source, but he never came, he still denies it. Howard Eskin, the Philadelphia writer, was the one that named him. Even though I don't know how how much you could believe Eskin, some, some some of his statements are just far fetched sometimes. Nelson Aguilar, he needs to go. I just watched. Uh, another interview with him about the catch and he's getting pissed off that people will keep asking him and Deshaun Jackson even came out and said to him yeah you gotta do a better job of tracking that that was your fault you could have caught that if you tracked it better I'm tired of seeing Aguilar drop balls 
definitely in crucial situations. You know, that was a touchdown right there that he could have got. He that that no uh, no effort catch made Ricky Waters look good. That's how bad it was in my eyes. So this team just needs to get their heads out of their ass, get back to that 2017 mentality, because it seems like you know. And uh, Colin Cowherd said it best: "We won one, now we're good." That's that's really what it looks like. This team team's mentality is, and Wentz seems like he's the only one out there giving a shit, trying to make something out of nothing most of the time. You, you know, for everybody to bring up about Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, you look at the the pocket that Nick Foles has. It's he has he had room to move around. Wentz, he hikes the ball, drops back five steps, has about a second and a half before he has to scramble out because the pocket's collapsing. Like, what the hell is going on? All right, this past week, we, we had Andre Dillard make his uh, first start. That's why you're a first rounder. You should be not dominant, but you should be good enough to hold your own, at least your, your rookie year. Jason Kelsey, Barrett Brooks. Barrett Brooks is playing good. Lane Johnson. He had a hard time against Dallas. Like, what happened to this offensive line? Are we too worried about what magazine we're going to pose in bathing suits next? Like, these guys need to get their heads out of their ass. The offensive line, the corners, the wide receivers, the whole team. Even Doug Peterson. Because I got nervous when Lane Johnson, after the, the game, was being interviewed, said that, there's, there's got to be more accountability. There's uh, too many players showing up to meetings late, showing up to practice late. Like, who is running this team? Is it the players running the team or is it Doug Peterson? It's about time Doug Peterson puts his foot down, stop with the guarantee winnings, uh, you know, us being, we're going to beat Dallas or blah, 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 and start holding players accountable. There's only really two players on this team that seem like they're trying their hardest is Carson Wentz and Jordan Howard when he gets the ball. I don't understand. That's the other other thing with Mike Rowe. He has to go because you have a running back gaining five, six yards of carry and you give him the ball ten times a game. Why? I mean... You don't have to be a, 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 a math you know, a genius to understand. All you have to do is average three and a half yards of carry, every carry, and you'll get first down, third down. I'm not saying run the, run the ball 70 times a game, but you run the ball the first on first down, even if he gets four yards, second and six. All right. Even if you pass there, Third and six is manageable instead of third and 10 or third and 12 because Carson Wentz gets sacked. Like, they, they need to get their head out their ass, the whole team, the, the coaches, everybody, because Buffalo Bills are coming this week. They're 5-1. and one. This is going to be another tough game. 
and these next five weeks are going to be tough to come out of it alive. I, I think two more losses and we may be sitting at home, not even in the playoffs. Going into the season, I know, you know, me and Shoulders were doing our um, way too early predictions. And I think I had it, uh, I had us going 14-2 and two and Shoulders had us like 13-3. and three, But tell you what, the next five weeks, these boys better get their heads out of their ass and start showing up like 2017 and start doing something. So, so I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with a lot of uh, UFC talk. Uh, surprise, surprise. Conor McGregor back in the news. Um, I want to give a real quick shout out to uh, Randy Couture. Took a, a heart attack yesterday. He's in the hospital right now. He's recovering. Dude, get, get well soon. Um, you're definitely one of the one of the good guys that came out of the UFC. So hopefully you uh, have a, a, a very quick recovery and get well soon. But till uh, till tomorrow. Before I go, actually, <coughs> excuse me again. Um, head over to Twitter. Follow us at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Head over to Facebook, like and share our page there. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, and then, like I said, when you go over to Twitter, our Twitter page, click on the Teespring uh, link and all our T-shirts, hoodies, iPhone covers are all, all there. So till tomorrow, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.